Hey guys, on today's episode, we are going to continue to look at Dave and Buster's. Last episode, we took a look at their earnings call, their earnings transcript, and all the information they provided during their earnings. Today, we're going to take a look at their actual numbers compared to previous quarters to see if there's a trend going on. We see that Dave and Buster's did drop over 20% and is currently sitting at $40. And now taking a quick look at this chart, we can see $40 seems to be a strong support where it has hit pretty pretty much sim, um, the similar value here in 2016, 17, 18. So right now we're seeing a strong support here. So is this the time to buy? We'll see. Like always, we are going to start by looking at all their financial sheets. We're going to take a look at the income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, some metrics, and some other stuff that Lazy FA does for us. So Lazy FA is this great website I use that allows me to see all this amazing information and graphical data opposed to me looking at tables, which can get pretty boring at times. So here so we here are going to start off with the income statement. So we can see income statement. We start off with the revenue, which is the biggest and most important driver of a business of a company. And we can see revenue is increasing at a nice uptrend. Um, currently, um, revenue is sitting at its peak time. And just for you guys, we are taking a look at quarter to quarter data opposed to annually since this is quarter one. So we can't do annually since obviously we still have three more quarters to take a, um, for the future to be able to look at annual data. But here, quarter to um, quarter, quarter data, we are standing at the highest revenue base. Of course, we are seeing an increase of cost of revenue with that revenue. With more revenues, we saw that means new stores opened up. And with new stores opening up, that means higher cost of revenue. So we can see cost of revenue is increasing as well. But we can see cost of revenue has not increased. It's not increasing at a pace compared to revenue. And here we can see revenue sitting at about $360 million where um, cost of revenue is at 60 million. So it's almost a, one, a six to one ratio of revenue to cost of revenue. So that's definitely a good good amount of number. Um, here at gross profit, we can see gross profit going up and gross profit is our difference between revenue and cost of revenue. So if we see gross profit increasing, that means revenue is growing numerically at a higher rate than cost of revenue. Earnings bef um, before income tax, here we can see it's pretty much pretty similar to same time last quarter and the previous quarter. It's a little bit lower. They are earning less money, but it's in the very small numbers. The highest was 64, 64 million. But here we can see that they are increasing their costs in new stores. I mean, like I said, there it hasn't been a huge drop right now sitting at 57.75 million dollars compared to same time last quarter of 58.6 so about one million dollar difference net income on the other hand does seem to be increasing so 42.8 was two years ago right now it's 42.4 and last quarter last quarter same year was 42.1 so we can see net income is definitely pretty good they are, are maintaining a great mar a great margin on their profits compared to previous quarters um, as a whole, we'll take a look how that looks. So earnings per basic shares are increasing. Right now, it's sitting at $1.15 per basic share. So next, we'll take a look at red flag. Lacey FA gives us these red flags. So we're going to see the same data we just saw in a different manner. So here we can see revenue 
compare the cost of revenue. So revenue we can see is it's revenue is such a huge number value higher than cost of revenue, right? We have revenue at 365, like I mentioned, where cost of revenue is 61 million. So we can see it, like I said, it was it's almost a six to one ratio. Gross profit here, we continue to see gross profit. And now we'll take a look at their gross margins. So gross margins seem like I mentioned, they do have great gross margins sitting about 83%. So 83% seems to be the average around around these quarters, 82.7, 82.6, 82.1, 82.2. So 83, we're sitting a little bit on the higher range compared to previous quarters, but it's still there's still quarters higher than that. But they, it is sitting within that 80 above 80 range, and it's good to see there's no huge fluctuation going on. That's the main thing that you want to look when you're looking at, at margins compared to previous quarters is to make sure there's no huge fluctuations. Obviously, we would like to see a huge fluctuation going up in the upside, but you always have to be worried of that. A huge, that could give you, a, that could initialize a red flag popping along and you would have to do more research. Just because gross margin jumps a huge amount doesn't necessarily mean a good thing, right? You would have to continue to do research on that. Profit margins, Profit margins does seem to be a little lower, 11.7 compared to the same time last year, which was 12.7, and last time last pre the second year was 14.1. So their profit margins are decreasing a little bit, and we can see um, that the number numerical value is not that ridiculously low, but to see a decrease there is, is definitely not not a great thing to see. So lazy FA gives us these red flags for us to take a look at. And the first red flag is telling us that revenue is continually increasing um, annually. If we look at the annual data, revenue is increasing nonstop. There hasn't been a time when it's dropped down below its previous annual data. But this makes sense. This is a company that is increasing the amount of stores it opens every year. So every year is opening about 20, 20 somewhere stores. So with new stores means higher revenue. So this, again, thank you, Lacey FA, for giving us this red flag. It's definitely something to take a note of, but we know this company is getting new stores by the quarter, by the year. So we do expect that revenue strictly increase. So next, we are going to take a look at their balance sheet. Like if you, if you guys remember in the last episode, we remember that there is a new standard lease that made this company have to report about $880 million in total assets and $1.1 billion in total liabilities. So here we can see this increase of total assets from 1.2 to 2.1, 1.6. So we can see that's about that $0.8, um, $0.8 billion of assets that they had to report. And liabilities of 1.1, it went from 88.5, so it should be about 1.9. Um, 2 point million. So actually it is sitting at about 1.8 billion dollars compared to the 1.9 to 2.0 billion dollars. So to me that's a good thing. That means that they are paying off liabilities and even though we do see this jump right here, it does look like a scary jump for them to increase their total liabilities by such a huge number. We know it is due to the new standard. So it's not not anything to worry about. Like I said, if we subtract the 1.1 billion here, it would give us about 0.7 billion dollars which will be 0.7 billion dollars or 700 million dollars which is less than liability same last quarter so that's definitely a good thing that means they are paying off their liabilities they're paying off their debt 
Here again, we can see total debt going from 393 to 1.15. Next, we have non-current debt over here. Nothing, nothing else. Payables, payables seems to be about 48.8 million dollars. Um, so that's something we'll take a look up in a bit. Cash and cash equivalents is pretty much sitting on par with how it's been in the past three, four years, sitting at about 20 million dollars. So next, Lacey FA, again, we'll continue to look at the red flags. The first thing we're going to see is that total assets versus total liabilities in a chart together. And we can see due to this increase of the new standard lease, we have had this high jump. Unfortunately, shareholder equity has seemed to be decreasing over time, which, again, I don't attribute to this assets and liability standard lease increase. This seems to be a trend happening in the past three to four quarters uh, so that, that's definitely not a great thing to see right now shareholder equity is still positive in the 360 million dollar range but a decrease is something to definitely keep in mind next we'll take a look at the asset distribution so here the asset distribution i broke it down by quarter 80 percent of the assets are property plants and equipment and this makes sense right the dave and buster as a host main thing is the real estate they have and all the all the appliances the games all these technologies that they have inside the store and this is the the amount the items they need to produce their revenue so for them to have this high amount of property plant and equipment being such a huge number on their assets is is normal right there's there's certain companies where you don't want to see this right and that's why there's never a specific percentage that you want to take a look at based on asset distribution and everything else just because the base of the company is different, right? If this was a, a digital software center, we definitely wouldn't want to see 80% of the assets being property plants and equipment. But in a company like here, where they actually need the games, the restaurants, the real estate, we expect to see a high number. So that's something to keep, keep in mind of. And we can see that was the biggest change throughout the last quarter. And obviously this big change was mainly due to the uh, increase of assets of the new standard lease. So then the next biggest thing is intangible selling, selling at about 16.5%. And that's probably just the name Dave and Buster's themselves and any proprietary games that they have are, are worth this much money. Um, their cash and cash equivalents are less than 1%. Honestly, I would definitely wish that their cash and cash equivalents were a lot higher than 1%. They, def they have 0% in current investments and 0% on non-current investments. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, I definitely would, like I mentioned, I would have loved to see more money on their cash and cash equivalent side. Next, we'll take a look at liabilities and we can see their non-current debt. It took a huge jump. And again, it's because of that new standard lease that they have to report it as liabilities for any leases greater than 12 months. So here we can see non-current debt is sitting at about 97, 93%, almost 94% of this company's total liabilities. And it's sitting at about $1.5 billion. Again, everything else is pretty much the same. Current debt is about $1.5 million. They have more than cash and cash equivalents to be able to, to pay that money off if they needed to, right? That's just a quick way for me to check. Can they liquidize their cash and cash equivalents to pay off their current debt? Yes, they can. Okay, this company will, will be able to do their stuff. They do have payables of sitting at 3%, but everything else, I mean, everything else is less than, it's about 6% of the total liabilities. 
We do not have any red flags here given to us by Lazy FA. Next, we'll take a look at the cash flow statement. And for me, the only cash flow I care about is the cash flow from operations because that's the cash flow that they have from their everyday use. So here we can see cash flow from operations sitting at 85.74 million. It is lower than compared to same time last quarter, but we're still in the positive. So here we can see that they definitely, um, that they everything's going pretty, I mean, numerically for them to be positively in cash flow in operations is a good thing. And we can see it's not a huge fluctuation when compared to same time, same quarter. We can tell this is a seasonal place and we can see the seasonal graph, especially if we take a line graph, right? We can see the ups and downs in the seasonal period. Um, but uh, overall, things do seem to look pretty good. Um, so that's it for cash flow. All right, so now we'll take a look at some metrics. Um, these are some of the metrics I, take, I, I definitely take a, like to look at. Um, we already saw gross margins, so let's make this somewhere else. Let's take a look at book share value, book value per share. Okay, so we can see price to earnings ratio right now per quarter sitting almost at a 20 PE ratio. And it seems to be sitting there around the time. Like we see, it's jumping between 23 and 13. And that was before before the drop in price. So actually, let's take a look at... So right now, it should be sitting at about a 15.2 PE ratio, which is not the lowest it's been. It's been sitting at about 13.9 at one time. But it's definitely pretty low in the PE ratio when we're counting, when we're starting to count this low 20% drop. Debt to equity ratio, we can see it has jumped, but we can see that debt has increased dramatically based on that new standard lease. So again, this is something that we would have to do more calculation based to see if, if the actual number is a pretty easy trend line compared to previous. Sales per share, again, a great number. Sales per share is constantly increasing, so we are getting more sales per common share. Right now, sitting at an all-time high of almost $10. The current ratio is going down and down, and it is actually pretty scary. I just don't think this company has high enough current assets to be able to do this. So right now it's sitting at a current ratio of 0.28. That's definitely not a good number to see. Um, so something else to take a look at. Book value per share is sitting at about $9.7, and it's close to that sales per share drop. And we can see profit margins, like I mentioned, Various four quarters have been higher, but we're still sitting above that 10% range. The metrics, nothing. Things I definitely want to take a look at further on is this current ratio and a little more backstory on this debt to equity ratio. Obviously, we know that that has increased because of that standard lease, but I want to make sure the numbers are, are, are the same. And for the final thing, we're going to take a look at cross statement red flags. So here we're just taking a look at earnings per basic shares compared to net cash flow from operations per share. So earnings per share ratio compared to, um, compared to operating cash flow is about 50%, a great great number to see, especially see an uptrend happening here. We're taking out accounts based on receivables. This company does, have, does not have any receivables. Everything they pay off seems to be in cash, right? They don't have any reason to credit any, any type of expenses. So that's why they do not have any receivable. But they do have accounts payables versus revenue. And that we can see here quarter to quarter, accounts payable is such a low number compared to revenue. 
it's actually been decreasing over time and is sitting at about 13.4 percent um it's good to see this downtrend it means they are trying there are they are making their investments on on the things they need to purchase more reasonable and they are reducing cost we can see here property plans and equipment ratio compared to total assets and we saw that previously right now sitting at about almost 80 percent but we can see it's mainly due to that huge jump in in assets due to the to the new standard lease so that's it that's all i gotta take a look at play at dave and busters to me um i'm not 100 percent sure it's not a company that to me screams full buy as an investor as an investor i don't really personally my type of investment styles i'm not huge into the whole retail space or it's these types of companies that in my opinion there's no nowhere well the way they're mentioning there's after gaming and food it's just for them they need to just improve those aspects there's nothing else that they can do in the future or that they're showing i want to take a look at what this app does in the future maybe that might help out with some type of future growth but this company any other company can kind of do this type of of work and we can see they are having aggressive entry to this market which again is another reason why i wouldn't i wouldn't want to at the moment purchase it um as an investor right as as a trader it's a whole different story because we are sitting at that 40 support level so it's something worth taking a look at but that's it for me guys that's my story i'm not gonna buy i'm not gonna buy um play i'm not gonna buy david busters but that does not mean the company is bad the company does seem to be doing good and if they do increase their revenues if their comparable sales start to increase again it definitely can mean growth for the investors these company is buying they're buying strong strong amount of of shares so again it doesn't mean it's a bad investment i definitely wouldn't put it in the bad investment pile at the moment but to me it's not the investment the amount it's not somewhere i would want to park my money at right now again especially due to that big drop it can be a slingshot and it can give me it can give huge returns at the moment so maybe as a trader aspect this is something else but we wouldn't have to look at fundamental basis due to that so yeah guys make sure to subscribe give me a thumbs up and let me know what other company you want me to take a look at take care guys and see you next time